In this episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark, I'm once again joined by Mr. Sam Prophet Robertson, and we are talking about your urgent need to get a rulership governing mantle and thinking so that you're not just leading, but you are governing. Join us for another intense episode of What the Prophets Say. Well, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, depending what time zone you are picking this up in. Welcome, loyal listeners, to another episode of What the Prophets Say. We are once again in our Glasgow studios, just north of the city centre, so that you can geographically cite us. We rent a studio space while we work on building our own, just above the M8 motorway, the motorway that goes between Glasgow and Edinburgh. And I've got my production team in the studios. You don't often, um, well, you never hear their voices. Yeah. Uh, that is um, Todd Weller, who leads that team for us, an amazing man of God. And his psychic look, hi, look through the glass, look is waving. And they are our production crew, usually with us the whole time, who do audio and video and lick us into shape and say, are you ready to broadcast yeah. and stop wittering about the cheese, that your favourite cheese? How are you, Sam? Yeah, I'm great. That was an introduction. Sorry, you were on a roll there. We'll need to do a behind the scenes and show you all the behind the scenes team at some point for what the prophets say. Yes. Maybe you'll get that exclusive on the app. We'll Ooh. do an exclusive on the app of a behind the scenes. We'll get them to sit here and tell t- tell you what it's like having to listen to um, the two of us speak all day because they listen to us when we're recording, but also when we're not. So. I'm fully expecting them to them to sound like us. Yes, absolutely. I'm just going to talk to Luke through the glass. Luke, do you, are you developing a Northern Irish accent? He de- yes, he's nodding and saying right. definitely. Okay. Yeah, yeah the, uh, particularly the word par. I hope you've totally you amended that, that. Taken the W out of it, par. Uh, there we go. Replaced it with an E. <laughs> but anyway, I'm glad you're joining us as we sit here. I actually have, in, was it the last episode we were talking about how on earth do you choose, or maybe it's the time before that, how do you choose a coffee uh-huh. shop that's not dodgy and full of nonsense so like you don't want to be drinking out of mermaid siren spirits I per- I personally can't deal with Nero's coffee shop it's the best I, David really likes Nero's oh it's the best coffee is it Scotland only we maybe had this chat before or is it a whole I think, UK? It's, I think it's UK but it's, it's good coffee it's better than all the other chains I just think of <laughs> but is it not spelled a different way no the Emperor Nero is it not N-E-R-O? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Hi, else would you spell Nero, so oh, with an I. <laughs> what? I don't know. I'm having a I'm having a I'm having a brain moment. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. I'm having a moment. Nairo, that yeah, would be. I know, I don't know. I don't know how I got or there in Neary. my head. Yeah. I don't know how I got there in my head. Okay, yeah. Please edit that out. Edit that out. Sam, how did you sleep last night? I actually slept really well. (laughs) (laughs) Deeply. (laughs) Clearly not, maybe not as not enough sleep. So I've actually got a Costa coffee cup. This is product placement in my hand with chai tea latte, which is my favourite in it. But I always think Costa. Costa a lot. Costa a lot. Mm -hmm. Anyway, moving on. So uh, we have got lots to talk about today. Actually, we're recording a number of these back to back. And let me introduce a concept to you, my lovely friends, as we stretch you and lead you as best as we can into biblical thinking and biblical truth. There is a curious verse in Genesis 1 that talks about 
dominion. Mm. Subduing and having dominion is probably worth us reading. I have a New Living Translation in front of me. I know a lot of you use the American Standard Version, but that is not the one we uh, uh, tend to use here. But I don't know anybody in the British Isles who reads that version, but um, uh, yes. So we're in verse... um, Uh, 28 in Genesis 1, you will know it well. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. Subdue. Mm. That's quite a weighty word. Uh, Other translations talk about having dominion. Rule, it says. Oh goodness, that was a bit of a voice crack there. Uh, Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the air and over every living creature that moves on the ground. And so, although that's quite difficult, we don't often know how to deal with the word dominion. That's not the word I want to pull out today. I want to pull out the word rule. Rule. And so, there is a positional authority Mm. that is given there. Let me say that again. A positional authority that you are a, a significantly graced, anointed if I use the word superior spirit being, let's mm. put it in those, I'm quite happy with those words, to rule and to have dominion, mm. to subdue and to fill. Now that has a sense of reproduction about it, of increasing the kingdom of God, of winning souls is within the fruitful and rule, of making things that are bad uh, be blessed. To w- in here is the implication of the God who turns things around yeah. and that you work with him and that you as his hands and his feet are able to see turnaround. You're able to see fruit. Mm-hmm. You're able to see turnaround. That's ministering to some of you right up yeah, yeah, yeah. from the get-go because you're not seeing fruit and you're not seeing turnaround. And yet this is the mandate at the um, instruction at the beginning of the Bible. God said, this is who you are. So you're supposed to be one who says, this situation turns around yeah. in the name of Jesus. I decree it because this is the role I have. I decree turn around. And it puts responsibility on our shoulders to do that. I do think that we need to sit in the word rule, however, which is so much more elevated and above subdue and fill, although they're punchy words, this anointing of rulership on the earth. Sam. Yeah, I think this is um, a, a massive learn that we need to do. I actually yeah. don't think it's in our minds. It's not in our mindsets. We don't have the mindset of rulership. And part of that is uh, because we have probably witnessed or been on the receiving end of corrupt rulership at times. But we now stand at yes. a point where we need to regain the call to rule, the call to uh, create turnaround, to decree turnaround and to lead. And I think... Um, ruling, leading, um, but the the word rule, it's actually quite a a potent word. Um, It's quite like, oh, do I like it? Do I not Mm -hmm. rule? How do I feel about that? And our listeners, I'm sure you'll be going, how do I feel about that? It's the same with the word dominion. Some people love it, but some people really don't, you know, like it at all. But the concept there is that you are meant to have a level of authority that you put to practice, that you outwork, where you call the shots in the spirit realm and you determine the atmosphere you live under and you determine the outcome of situations, not just by self-effort, but by decree and by authority. Mm-hmm. So I will want to push a couple of other uh, scriptures into this conversation. I do think that we have understood 
spiritual leadership and we are batting around that um, in these days particularly. What does leadership look like? How does it feel? How does it sound? What should it um, do? What are its uh, strengths and its weaknesses so that we have brilliantly gifted leaders? And I think we're going to come to that in our next uh, episode. So hold on to your hats for that. But I do think that we have had spiritual leadership, but we have not yet had spiritual rulership. Mm. And so when we're in the fullness of the ecclesia scripture or ecclesia in Matthew 16, when Jesus says, I will build my ecclesia or ecclesia, I will build my churches, mm. how the translations render it, that word meaning my rulership, my legislative governing senate. Yeah. So Christ is saying in Caesarea Philippi, I will build uh, my rulership team, yeah. my ruling people. Now that is not about... Um, ugly empire and top-down force, but it is a mindset that's different from leadership. Yeah. It's a mindset, I think, that I would define leadership. You have people following you and you are taking people where they cannot go themselves. That is the purpose, my personal preferred definition of leadership. You take a people to where they cannot get themselves mm -hmm. and to who they cannot become without you. Mm -hmm. And that has a strong servant element to it. It has a strong corporate dynamic because you're trying to corral people into a togetherness because you know that when we are together, one puts a thousand to flight, two puts 10,000 to flight. So leaders are pulling people into place to go where they cannot go by themselves. Yeah. That's my definition of leadership. Do you want to sit in that definition of leadership? Taking a people where they cannot go themselves. Yeah, that's a really powerful definition. And I think that has to wash um, the leader and those listening who call to leadership. You have to get that in your mind because that means you have to journey some things extensively so yeah. that you are able to then get others into that place themselves that mm -hmm. actually uh, you are only able to get there and uh, you're only able to take them there because you went ahead and you did that uh, mm -hmm. for yourself and I do think that is why leaders are put through the ringer in many uh, double seasons testing. double testing and we'll yeah. talk about that uh, more in future yeah. episodes because actually you have to get to a place that you mm -hmm. then haul a people into yeah. and that means you have to journey through some difficult seasons testing seasons difficult decisions where you yeah. have to choose, 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 choose again so that you're yeah. then able to pull people into uh, what, whatever it may be. So that's the definition of leadership. I'm able to take a people where they cannot get themselves. Rulership, this kingly place where we're, now we're in Ephesians and we're in Ephesians chapter one where it talks about us uh, seated with Christ in heavenly places, this concept of this co-ruling um, uh, co-heirs, um, co-inheritors seated in on thrones yeah. ruling with Christ. Those sorts of concepts are pulling in together. And that's not just leading, that's ruling. And that, I would say, you define slightly differently. And that is about command. Yeah. And it's not a command necessarily of people, although sometimes there is that element to it, but it is a command um, of of responsibility into atmospheres. Yeah. In other words, when you are in rulership or governing, you are going 
to a place where you fight battles on behalf of the people so they don't have to fight them. And there is this sense that I'm going in a rulership mindset to make sure the future is safe and secure, that I am going ahead to govern and to rule over principalities and powers. And it's not... um, any, I don't want us to mis- mistake that with dictatorship or anything ugly like that. But rulership has this place in the midst of enemies to subdue enemies. I come not just to lead. I come not just to keep a people in time. I come not just to take the people where they cannot go by themselves. But I come to go into the future yeah. as a ruler, as one who has a st- more strategic yeah. foresight I come to govern the future of the people. Mm. I lead in the present, but I govern for the future. And I actually believe that leadership has a present tense about it, but rulership and government has a future Future. tense about it. So for me, that's my, my personal definitions of it, that if I'm thinking about ruling, ruling over the fish in the sea, the birds in the air, that I am making sure there's longevity and legacy and protection and I'm taking medium to long-term decisions and I'm governing for the security of a people's future. Now, that puts you immediately as a high-ranking spiritual warfare yeah. specialist yeah, yeah, yeah. by uh, anointing and call. Yep. Now, I said we wanted some scriptures. Ephesians 1 is obviously there. But where I would go to predominantly is Psalm 110, and it has, uh, it's a real favourite verse of us at the moment, where it says that the the last phrase in Psalm 110, verse 2, is rule where, in the midst of your enemies. Mm. And this is, uh, uh, we've talked about this before, Sam, Psalm 110 is the most quoted scripture in the New Testament. I think it's alluded to about 27 different times. It's picked up. It's a a, a a psalm of great strength that talks about the superiority of the Messiah. It's requoted in yeah. Matthew 22. It talks about the power of the ascended Jesus. That's Peter preaching at Pentecost. It's First yep. Corinthians, rule and dominion, superiority of Jesus over the angels in Hebrews 1. Again, it's actually in that Ephesians 1 that we talked about, Jesus Christ at the right hand of God. It's really talking about a power position of Jesus, this elevated power Mm. position of Jesus, who governs and rules where positionally in the place of opposition and enemies. So this is this anointing that says, look, I, I I think we're missing it. I think we're trying to be good leaders which is very in the moment of corralling and come with People me. Focused, and, yeah. you know, at the most, a good leader has a three to five year vision. Yeah. And that's a good thing for a leader to have. But this spiritual governing that says, I'm securing the legacy yeah. for me of prophets way beyond my death. I have to govern some things in the spirit. I have to rule in the midst of the enemies. I have to rule over yeah. nature or over opposition like uh, Genesis 1 would say. And I think you have to lay hands on yourself and say, God, I, I thank you that you've given me for impact and influence and that you've given me to extend the borders of your kingdom. And I acknowledge my leadership call, but now I want to acknowledge that you've given me rulership and governance right the way through your word from Genesis 1, 
here into Psalm 110 yeah. and then into Ephesians 1 where we're seated with Christ in heavenly places and, and, and Matthew 16. And that I cannot shirk away from taking responsibility to govern over principalities and powers and to govern for the security of the uh, people in my care in their future. Mm. And leadership, therefore, is much more about people, whereas government and rulership is about principalities and powers and the spirit realm and the future. I and think I think so. in leadership, if you just have that mindset, you are rightly responsive or mm-hmm. reactive to where the people are at. That's how you lead, because you need to be aware of where the people are at. Mm-hmm. But when you are then add on to that, that rulership mindset, there mm-hmm. is a revelation element to it about the future. And yeah. actually you are much more, you're then required to be, I think, more brave in your decision makings, because you're, you're, you know your decision isn't just about the people now, but about their future selves and the people yes. in the future. And there's um, a verse, uh, an introductory verse, I think it's Psalm 112, mm. where the introduction to it says, let this prophetic um, yeah. word be written or released that a, f- a genera- generation not yet born may praise the Lord. Let there be something that comes forth now, a word that comes mm-hmm. forth now mm-hmm. that secures worship in a generation that actually doesn't exist at the moment. And I think that is rulership where there mm-hmm. is this spirit space of decision making. There's this space of uh, warfare. I guess rulership has such a warfare element to it where you are going in the spirit realm to uh, open up some things for generations that actually aren't yet even formed or born right now. That's very good, Sam. And I think you then are pushed into this to consider other scriptures, particularly I've turned to Judges chapter five. I have to say this is a personal favourite. This is the story of Deborah. And by verse two, uh, this is the song of Deborah. When the princes in Israel take the lead. Mm. Um, fascinating yeah, yeah, yeah. concept. When the princes in Israel. Now that is talking about this marriage of those who are anointed to govern and rule yeah, yeah, because yeah. they're princes. When the princes in Israel take the lead. So it's this fusing together of governance rulership and leadership at the same time. It then says this, the people willingly offer themselves. So this sense of when there's Mm. credibility of leadership and there's credibility of the securing of the future in rulership and governance, the people actually don't rebel against that. They willingly opt in. And we've come to this weird place where we're so anti-leadership or anti-experts or, you know, (laughs) anti the science or anti this, that and the other. Like we actually know better and we do not know better at all. Because God lets his leaders into some things because they have a need to know to secure the future. And this sense of the fact that when people see good governance, good leadership, good rulership, they offer themselves and you get a volunteer spirit. And could it be that we have the remnant in complete and utter disarray, not because, you know, oh, they're not holy enough or somebody there's something liberal going on in the ideology. No, I actually think it is because leaders are reticent and hesitant to say, I understand, yes, that I need to be holy. I understand that I need to lead you and take you where you cannot go yourself. But I also understand that I have responsibility 
for your children and your children's children and the governance and the release and the liberation of all that you yeah. are down your generational line for people you and I will never know who are not yet born who we will never meet till we are in glory but I have such a government mindset a rulership mindset on me that I am talking about the legacy stuff and the freedom and the liberation portion yeah, yeah, that yeah. I want to see your family opt into the fullness of the, the all you can be and I am governing to release a movement of the army of God in the earth. No wonder with governance and leadership and the securing of the future, you get people willingly offer themselves. Absolutely. I mean, it's right there in, in uh, the Psalm, is Psalm 110. Anyway, rule in the midst of your enemies. And what's the verse that falls at? Your troops will be willing on your day of battle, arrayed in holy splendor. Your young people will come to you. There is this yeah. opting in. And I think, look, let's talk Practically, I talk to so many leaders, particularly of uh, our prophetic nests and prophetic communities, and often they say to me, you know, people just aren't volunteering, and they make it a, a the people's issue. They're not volunteering. They're yeah. not volunteering. They're not volunteering. And time and time again, it comes back to because you're not fully wearing the cloak of leadership and of ruling. And if you stand. Yeah and rule and lead, people will opt in and people will volunteer. The lack of volunteering in the world just now, I mean, I have, I have not known a, a, a culture and a generation so resistant to yeah. volunteering mm -hmm. and to giving of themselves, and which is so intrinsic to our faith and to our belief in Jesus. We give yeah. of ourselves and, and it, it is, we can easily point the finger and wag the finger and say, oh, you're this, yeah. you're that. But actually we've got to say, is there a leadership spirit? Is there, are there those who are ruling that actually releases when you rule yeah. the ability to opt into the people? I think what rulers understands which is different from leadership rulership understands the amount of people you need to increase the kingdom of God yeah. because that rulership understands the increase of the territory yeah. leadership doesn't always get that so rulership understands the boundaries need to increase and the kingdom of God needs to increase and so I understand that I've got to push the boundaries and that takes everybody yeah. that takes everybody active engaged, released, equipped. So I think you're right. You can't really read Psalm 110, rule in the midst of your enemies and the people opt in. Um, it actually says, verse three, I will work your, in your, um, oh, read, read it. You've got that one open. I've got Judges 5. You, you're, your you're troops pulling, will be willing on your, your day of battle. Your troops will be willing. Yeah. And um, Judges 5 so that's Psalm 110 and Judges 5 saying the same thing. Yeah. When the princes in Israel take the lead, when the, the people willingly offer themselves. So in other words, God works in people's mm. hearts to follow you gladly and not begrudgingly when, yeah. when you're leading, no, not always, but when you are governing and ruling and securing the borders and pushing the borders of the kingdom of God forward. So in other words, there's a joy that is assured and a new ability to opt in with ease and a provocation of the saints to arise and to get into place when government and rulership is present on leaders. And that is massive. And you that go is. through the, the Deborah song. I'm still in Judges 5 mm. here. Uh, village Villagers in Israel would not fight or other translations say uh, village life had ceased in Israel. We're in verse seven. Mm. They held back until I, Deborah, arose, oh. until I arose a mother in Israel. And then it goes on, God choose new leaders when war came to the city gates. So 
Um, and then it talks about the princes. So the whole conversation is about this arising and Deborah is flicking between in Deborah's song the language of leadership and rulership mm. of princes and war yeah. leaders. And she's interchanging in her song this concept that mixes not just the people who um, are led, but the people who expand the borders, which is about government. Yeah growth, multiplication mm -hmm. of leaders, a release of a new generation mm -hmm. of leaders, uh, a new legacy, a lining of leaders because she yeah. arose and ruled. I do think that there are different anointings that struggle with this. Yeah. I do think that if you're a shepherd or a teacher yeah. by orientation and you are low risk by inclination, yeah. risk averse, and you're about lifelong nurturing or you're about lifelong teaching, there is a sense of, can I lead you safely? And can I lead you without the sense of pushing any boundaries? Yeah. So what I think you get within the shepherding teaching community is small churches. There's nothing wrong with that, but you do get a cap on growth. You get smallness because there's maybe leadership into safety and nurture, but there's not rulership into expanding the borders mm. and governance. And yet Jesus builds what? I will build my ecclesia mm. and my governance. So I do think I would like you to go and think this through yeah. a little bit more. God, could you give me not just a credible leadership anointing, but I would like to understand rulership and governance and securing the future and risk taking and increasing your kingdom and pushing the borders and securing these people for the generations, not just molly coddling in the moment so that there's lifelong nurture, but I'm looking beyond into the generations of those who will rule and reign. Mm. And I do think that has got to be a hands on your head and contention in prayer. God, could you anoint me and lead me into a governance and rulership capability yeah. so that we tear down the enemy and increase the borders of the kingdom? Mm. What a prayer. And we need that. Now, I don't think we've, we've seen that level uh, of, of rulership and governance yet. No, I think we've seen small-mindedness. Yeah. Yep. I do think when we get some larger churches, and of course I run with David, something that's kind of medium-sized now, I suppose, and we're beyond the small in terms of reach and remit and listeners. And I do think that there's a definite step up between I'm going to lead a people to how can I secure yeah. something further? It's yeah. a very definite... It's a different thought process. It's a very different thought process. Yeah. It, it, there's no doubt about it. Mm. Uh, I do think they're very gifted, um, larger megachurch leaders. My instinct around that is they are good gatherers, but they are not good senders. And government and, and rulership is more in the sending because it's pushing borders of the kingdom of, of God, of the Renai and Isaiah, of the increase of his government, peace, there will be no end. So my concern with um, uh, economies of scale is that's fine up to a point, but it's problematic if you don't rule and govern for the sake of the borders of the kingdom of God. And I think people gather and become dictators. Yeah which is not helpful, yeah. rather than gather, then and send, yeah. and yeah. Uh, come into rulership. Yeah. Uh, and I hope that we've made the distinction between rulership and dictatorship very yeah. clear there. Absolutely. Yeah, rulership is not about domination uh, and subjugation and limiting. It's actually a very releasing 
role is a very releasing form of leadership. Yeah. Good. Well, Sam, do you want to release a prayer over them as we come to the end of this half hour? Yeah, I think you just need to lay hands on your head right now. This is by the Spirit. It's the renewing of your mind, the washing of your mind. And I pray for you right now and release to you that your mind would be rewired with the rulership, governance, capabilities of the kingdom of God. And that Psalm 110 would be hardwired into your system in this season, rule in the midst of your your enemies for then your troops will be welling on the day of battle may there be a ruling that releases people that causes people to volunteer and that secures the future for generations that aren't even formed or born yet bless you into that in jesus name amen amen well thank you for joining us for this episode of what the prophets say we will see you or you will hear us very soon much love to you all bye Thank you for listening to this episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark. If you would like to go deeper with us, you would be very welcome to join our network, the Global Prophetic Alliance. You can find that at propheticscots.com, where we have a comprehensive training program to lead you into deeper realms of the Spirit of God and encounter. If you feel a call and a pull to deliverance ministry, you can download my latest e-course, which is a comprehensive overview of getting people free from demonic oppression, you'll find that at demonbusting.com. Join us on these different platforms for more interaction with Emma Stark, Sam Robertson and the GPA team.